And now, story time with Mr. Black. The story by Philip B. Childs. Donna's fourth grade classroom looked like many others I've seen in the past. Students sat in five rows of six desks. The teacher's desk was in the front and faced the students. The bulletin board featured student work. In most respects, it appeared to be a typically traditional elementary classroom. Yet, something seemed different that day. There seemed to be an undercurrent of excitement. You see, Donna was a veteran small-town Michigan school teacher, only two years away from retirement. In addition, she was a volunteer participant in a countrywide development project I had organized and facilitated. The training focused on language arts ideas that would empower students to feel good about themselves and take charge of their lives. Donna's job was to attend training sessions and implement the concepts presented. My job? was to make classroom visitations and encourage implementation. So I took an empty seat in the back, and I just watched. All the students were working on a task. They were filling a sheet of notebook paper with thoughts, with ideas. The 10-year-old student closest to me was filling her page with, I can'ts. I can't kick the soccer ball past second base. I can't do long division with more than three numbers. I can't get Debbie to like me. Her page was half full, and she showed no signs of letting up. She worked on it with determination and persistence. I walked down the row, glancing at students' papers, and everyone was writing sentences, describing things that they can't do. I can't do 10 push-ups. I can't hit over the left-field fence. I can't eat only one cookie. By this time, the activity engaged my curiosity, so I decided to check with Donna to see what was going on as I approached her. I noticed that she, too, was busy writing. I felt it best not to interrupt. I can't get John's mother to come in for a teacher conference. I can't get my daughter to put gas in the car. I can't get Alan to use words instead of fists. Thwarted in my efforts to determine why students and teachers were dwelling on the negative I can't statements instead of the positive, I returned to my seat and continued just watching. I continued with my observations. And students continued to write for 10 minutes. Most filled their page. Some even started another. Finish the one you're on and don't start a new one were the instructions the teacher used to signal the end of the activity. Students were then instructed to fold their papers in half and bring them to the front. When students reached the desk, they placed their I can't statements into an empty shoebox. When all the students' papers were collected, Donna added hers. She put the lid on the box, tucked it under her arm, and headed out the door and down the hall. Students followed the teacher I followed the students. Halfway down the hall, the procession stopped. Donna entered the custodian's room, rummaged around, and came out with a shovel. With shovel in one hand and shoebox in the other, Donna marched the students out of the school to the furthest corner of the playground. There, they began to dig.
They were going to bury their eye cans. The digging took over 10 minutes because most of the fourth graders wanted a turn. When the hole approached three foot deep, the digging ended. The box of eye cans was placed at the bottom of the hole and quickly covered with dirt. 31, 10, and 11-year-olds stood around the freshly dug gravesite. Each had at least one page full of eye cans in the shoebox, three feet under, and so did their teacher. At this point, Donna announced, Boys and girls, please join hands and bow your heads. The students complied. They quickly formed a circle around the grave, creating a bond with their hands. They lowered their heads as Donna delivered the eulogy. Friends, we gather today to honor the memory of I Can't. While he was with us on earth, he touched the lives of everyone, some more than others. His name, unfortunately, has been spoken in every public building, every school, city halls, state capitals, and even the White House. We have provided I Can't with a final resting place and a headstone that contains his epitaph. He is survived by his brothers and sisters, I Can, I Will, and I'm Going To right away. They are not as well known as their famous relatives and are certainly not as strong and powerful yet. Perhaps someday, with your help, they will make an even greater mark on the world. May I can't rest in peace. And may everyone present pick up their lives and move forward in his absence. Amen. As I listened to the eulogy, I realized that these students would never forget this day. The activity was symbolic, a metaphor for life. It was a right brain experience that would stick in the unconscious and conscious mind forever. Writing I can'ts, bearing them, and hearing the eulogy. That was a major effort on the part of this teacher, and she wasn't done yet. At the conclusion of the eulogy, she turned the students around, marched them back in the classroom, and held awake. They celebrated the passing of I Can't with cookies, popcorn, and fruit juices. Donna cut out a tombstone from butcher paper. She wrote the words, I Can't, at the top and put R-I-P in the middle. And finally, the date was added at the bottom, 3-28-80. The paper tombstone hung in Donna's classroom for the remainder of the year. On those rare occasions when the student forgot and said, I can't, Donna simply pointed to the R-I-P sign, rest in peace. The student then remembered that I can't was dead and chose to rephrase the statement. I wasn't one of Donna's students that day. She was one of mine. Yet that day, I learned an enduring lesson from her. Now years later, whenever I hear the phrase I can't, I see images of that fourth grade funeral. Like the students, I remember that I can't is dead. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters, 
Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters. 